Hey, it's Sunshine's Kirsty and Dan. And this is the part that you were telling all of your friends about and are trying to share with them. So here it is right now. It is Takeaway Hunger Day. Yes, it is. Uh, with Feed the Hungry over in Uganda. Mm-hmm. And we have a special guest on the line. Yes, we do. We have the uh, the global chairman. Mm. Look, that's a big title. Yes. And he is an exciting and very, very fancy man. It's <laughs> Stefan. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, good morning. Great to be with you all there. <laughs> I've got a brother-in-law from Perth, and uh, he's so excited I'm on the phone with his home homeland today. Oh, how brilliant. Is well, it Steve? Love it. We all We all know each other here. <laughs> is it Steve? <laughs> it's Les. Leslie. Oh, Leslie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, okay. know, we know Leslie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're good, a small good, town. Good We're a small town, yeah. Good guy. <laughs> now, Stephen, uh, Stephen, sorry, you are, so obviously you, you sound, you're American. Yes. Is this correct? That is correct. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Born and raised. Uh, but uh, Feed the Hungry is a global organization. Uh, Feed the Hungry Australia is its its own entity, and mm-hmm. Feed the Hungry UK and Feed the Hungry East Africa with Pastor Solomon. Yes. And so uh, we all are uh, independent, autonomous, mm-hmm. and driving towards uh, the goal of little kids looking up to heaven, tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, and hungry people knowing that God loves them, got a plan for their life, and uh, he, uh, he's he got a way to, to, to not just fill their bellies, but also to, to fill their lives with good things. Mm. Amazing. So, Stephen, how did you uh, come to be involved with Feed the Hungry? Well, I started back in 1995 uh, in a pastoral capacity with the, the church that Feed the Hungry was kind of born out of, mm-hmm. and um, threw my hat in the ring when a couple of staffers left, and they threw the hat back out at me. And <laughs> then, in two- <laughs> then in 2004, had a, another couple of staffers leave, and I said, listen, I'll do both of their jobs. You only have to pay me once. <laughs> and uh, I transitioned from uh, the, the church side of, of things to uh, the um, the uh, the missional humanitarian side with Feed the Hungry and mm. been involved uh, full-time with Feed the Hungry since 2004. Been a real great adventure, and I got to pinch myself every few days just to think if I'm living a dream or not. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's it's powerful just to see when uh, a little bit can be done. And today we're talking about, you know, six dollars to provide a month of meals for a refugee child who's come out of South Sudan into Uganda. Mm-hmm. Uh when when something so small, something that so simple as a meal can be a key that swings open such great big doors uh, to make change in the lives of people, uh, you know, both here on earth and, and for eternity and to to help uh, the overlooked, the uh, the ignored, the marginalized, uh, know that they're not alone and they're not forgotten, and uh, you know they they, they mean something mm. uh, here on planet Earth, and they mean something to to the great God who created us all. Oh, it's so true. Like, yeah, absolutely. Every little child deserves to be loved and to be to be known that they are that they matter. And uh, you know, obviously, you've been you've been involved with Feed the Hungry for for a lot of years, as you mentioned, Stefan. But how has the impact of COVID nineteen had over the last um, three years in terms of the living situation over there? Yeah, it was, it's pretty drastic. So it had been had been pretty drastic. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we're you know we're out of those choppy waters. But it uh, changed a lot of things, and, and uh, in hindsight, you know, some good things came out of it. But just imagine for, for you and I, everyone listening today, you know, or coming from the places we come from and the effect and impact that lockdowns had and the, um, you know, uh, the 
inability for your kids to go to school and, and, and that kind of thing uh, is a bit, a bit of a stressor. You multiply that you know, by a good thousand or so uh, for the, the, the kids we're talking about today in places like we're talking about today, you know, children from South Sudan who, who fled uh, on their own, most of the 60% plus uh, of the, the uh, refugees coming into Uganda from South Sudan were unaccompanied minors. And, uh, you know, then they get resettled in a new country with, with a different language and different culture uh, in a refugee camp. And, you know, their life is, is on a on a, on a new normal for them, you know, and uh, because of good meals being provided at school in, in those camps, you know, they, they can get to be kids again to learn, to laugh, to live, to play, and then all of a sudden that gets shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all the, the, um, the, the, the trauma, the stressors, the, the oh my gosh, here we go again, mm-hmm. uh, you know, come swooping in like a big dark cloud. So we're grateful that Pastor Solomon and his uh, diligence and, and tenacity. Uh, he worked and, and got clearances from government officials there to to begin doing things differently. And in the Ramwanja or Kiriandongo refugee settlement camps, these primary schools, they have thousands of kids in them. Mm. So he couldn't, and there's big vats, big pots of, of food cooked every day, this great nutritious rice and soy meals uh, that, that they you know just feed their, their bodies and empower mm. their minds, these kids. You can't do that in the COVID environment because of social distancing and, and you know, proximity and, you know, contagion. And uh, so he was quickly uh, able to, uh, in quickly, <laughs> it took a while, took, took a good, <laughs> good month plus, six weeks, you know, to get the clearances and to create a new strategy to uh, actually do door, into bringing food into the homes, wow. which, uh, you know, helped re reestablish those connections with the children, uh, help them to, 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 you know, have a measure of, of confidence and peace that, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be hungry over and over and over again. And, and on the, 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 you know, the, the silver lining was it, it, uh, opened up a new avenue to, to really make connections with the, uh, the kids and the communities, uh, in which they live within these refugee settlements, you know, the, uh, Kiriandongo settlement is about 44 square miles, so it's a big, big place, a big camp, refugee camp there, and well, not quite a hundred. Maybe I think it's around 85, 89,000 people live there, refugees wow. there. You know, so uh, it, it opened up, it opened up a new, a new door, a new way to connect with with the the people and and with the families and and with the children, especially you know in in their communities and their their little sub subdivisions in which they live there. So uh, it was it was difficult, but thank God that's behind us. And uh, kids are back in school. Uganda was uh, the leader in the world. No nation in the world suspended school for more days and had, had more kids away from school than, than Uganda. And wow. that's just a function of a, of a number of factors. But thankfully, uh, their schools have, 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 have been reopened for some time. And uh, and there are new new refugee children coming in from South Sudan and, and from the Congo as well. But today we're talking about the kids coming from South Sudan. And mm-hmm. when these kids get to their uh, resettlement camp, they, they have got that thousand-yard stare. You know, they've just come through some horrific, hellish things to get yeah. to a place of safety. Uh, thank God that we're able to be there and uh, to have that good hot food cooked on a plate day in and day out to where they can kind of come out of the, 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 the darkness of the, the, the traumatic experiences they've been through and, and start seeing some, 
some sunshine. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. Now, oh. Ste- Stephen, uh, we're, we're running out of time. We don't want to hold on to you for any longer. But if you could sum it up in one sentence, why should our family members, why should they dig deep and give today? Well, because number one, a full life feels good. Number two, it's it's what we, we, we're commanded to do, you know, uh, you know, our, Jesus said, hey, when I was hungry, when I was overlooked and ignored, you, you gave me something to eat. And we said, well, Lord, when, when do we see you like that? When you've done it to the least of these, when you've done it to the stranger, when you've done it to the outcast, when you've done it to the refugee, uh, that was me. You did that to me. So we can do something good today uh, with, with just a little bit. And I thank God for folks that have called in, like Louise and Leah, you know, taking care of 60 kids, taking care of 50 kids, taking care of one child, uh, just doing what you can to, mm-hmm. to make a, a difference in the lives of these children so that they can, you know, look up know where their next meal is coming from, and, and uh, get back to being children again yeah. and learning and living and laughing and playing. Oh, well, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us. Um, that's Stephen, the global chairman of Feed the Hungry and Family. You heard that. Just all it takes is $6 to feed a child for a month. Um, what can you give? You All you need to do is go to sunshine.com.au or call the special number 1300 Hey, how good was that, family? Wasn't it awesome? If you want any more of that, you can just listen in to the show live. 6 till 9 a.m. or day.